Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Putting STEM into the classroom. Hi there, and welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Woods, and as always, we look for ways to add some STEM to your everyday classroom. That with us is Marion Leary. Welcome. You are listening to Steamrollers, a new segment of the STEM Everyday Podcast, where we will feature women who are paving the way in science, technology, engineering, art, and math, discussing their work in a way that makes it accessible to the everyday listener. I'm your host, Marion Leary. Today I'm talking with Juliana Reyes, writer for Technically Philly, growing local technology communities by connecting organizations and people through news, events, and services. Juliana, welcome. Hey, Marion. Thanks for having me. I've been a big fan of Technically Philly for a long time, so I'm really excited to talk with you. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> can you describe your work with Technically Philly and what Technically Philly does? Sure. So Technically Philly covers the local tech scene and organizes the local tech scene through events and news coverage. So we are really focused on the local, so Philly and the suburbs, and trying to grow the tech scene by convening people and by writing about them. And so my job as lead reporter is to cover, to write these news stories, to meet people, talk about, talk to them, and turn that into uh, news coverage. And then there are other technically Philly groups around the country, correct? Yeah, so we're all along the East Coast uh, in sort of fledgling tech scenes, so like Brooklyn, D.C., Delaware, and Baltimore. And do those other groups work together with them? Is everything technically Philly, technically Brooklyn, et cetera, focused solely on their respective cities? Yeah, that's definitely somewhere we want to move towards, being able to do stories cross-city, because we've been finding a lot of similar, a lot of similar stories, similar trends in each of the cities. But right now, we're really there's one reporter in each city, and we're really focused on the local. What's your background? Were you always interested in the tech scene, or were you a writer and you sort of fell into the tech scene? How'd that work out? Yeah, I actually, I didn't have a big interest in tech. <laughs> um, I didn't even really know much about the tech scene in Philadelphia. I came at it from a more of a journalism perspective. So I was working at the Daily News covering city services, city government, before I came to Technically. But I think that, um, I think my bosses would say that I, one of the reasons I got the job was because I didn't really have much of a background in technology. So I was sort of able to look at it with this, with like new eyes. That's really interesting. I would have thought that a news agency would want to have someone in that field or someone that knew about that field. But actually, I think that's a great way to come about it, to have someone who's not in the field be able to ask the questions that someone who is really involved might not be able to see. Yeah, and I think it's also it's like a really journalistic practice to sort of jump into a beat that you don't know much about and then sort of keep learning, and it's like a steep learning curve. Um so yeah, you like immerse yourself in it. You're really like a student of that beat. I think that's that's definitely a lot of what I've done in my first few years here. So my daughter writes a lot, and so I always let her ask questions. And so when I told her I was going to be interviewing a journalist, she wanted to know when you became interested in writing. Yeah. Um, well, ever since I was young, I was always like making newsletters 
Like I, I made a, I made the Reyes Filisano Times, which is my last name and my mom's maiden name. So I made this like newsletter for my big extended family and just wrote all the stories. And there were like recipes and like restaurant reviews and, and interviews with my family members. So if, yeah, if you want to go as early as that, I was always just sort of interested in writing in that way. And, you know, part of this podcast um, is focusing on art as well. And how does technically Philly, or how do you see art playing into journalism and writing and obviously newsletters? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I think that, well, at, at my job, I have a lot of freedom to write the stories I want to write and in the way that I want to write them. So I do a lot of stories that are sort of straightforward Um here's like a news event that happened or here's a new company. But I I do also feel very strongly about creative writing and sort of writing in a more like literary form or like a narrative form, Um, not just like staying staying true to like this hard news coverage. So Mm -hmm. I feel feel like we get to, like I have the freedom to incorporate some of that, like I guess literary art, if you will, into my coverage. So um, yeah, a lot of like, storytelling goes into some of the stories, the stories that I really like to write. There's like this sort of narrative arc that aren't just straightforwardly newsy, like what you might see in, I don't know, like the AP or something like that. You recently wrote a piece on an effort to make Philly the Silicon Valley of health IT. Can you describe how that is occurring? Yeah, so a lot of, that one piece was about a new collaborative, and that one piece was about a new collaborative um, between a lot of the big players in the scene, like um, Jefferson Jefferson University and uh, Penn Medicine and Independence Blue Cross and Comcast. And so they're all working together to make connections between startups and industry players. And so that's like one initiative. But then there's other things that are happening too, like Premit Health, uh, that's like an accelerator for health IT startups. So yes, there's a lot of... Um, Philly already has, like, a really strong life sciences uh, industry that's, like, historically been our strength. So the thinking is that if we can use that strength and then pair that with startups, like, our growing tech scene, like, we could really have, like, yeah, a regional strength in our tech scene. What are some of your favorite startups in Philly right now? Are they specifically health IT, or are there other types of startups that Philly is focusing on that you've been really stoked about? Yeah, one really cool health IT startup is a company called Biobots, and they make this 3D printer that allows researchers to 3D print organs. So, like, the building blocks are actually, instead of plastic, it's, like, living cells, which is really crazy and, like, feels really sci-fi-ish. I remember when I was interviewing the founders of the company, I was like, but wait, like, is this, <laughs> like, I was like, is this really a thing? Like, it just sounded too crazy. Another another big one is DuckDuckGo, and so they are a search engine out in Paoli in the suburbs, and they're they're sort of like the anti-Google. They like don't track you. They don't track all the places that you go through their search engine, and they're exciting because they're this sort of like David versus Goliath uh, story where they're taking on this huge this you know this like tech giant, and they're just like in Paoli and they're a small team, and and they've been doing really well since. The, um, the NSA Prism news broke. So, yeah, since then they've grown, they've grown like 600%, which is crazy. In case our listeners don't know, what is, what was the NSA Prism? 
Yeah, so that was when, I believe it was the Washington Post broke the news, um, broke the news that the, basically the federal government had a really wide-reaching surveillance program and, were collect, and was collecting data on, on its citizens and also working with tech companies to collect that data. And that's that, I'm sorry, and then, sorry. Um, all right, and so I'll obviously edit that part out. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, no problem. Last year, the city officially changed North Third Street between the neighborhoods of Old City and Northern Liberty to Nerd Street, which technically yeah. really wrote about and is now considered the tech business quarter in that area. What is it about Philly right now that makes it such a desirable place for startups and for STEM nerds in general? Well, I think one thing is it's Philly is like really just a really livable city. You know, it's walkable, it's affordable. There's there's a lot of like amenities, a lot of young people. So it's just sort of there's that excitement there, which I think tech people are drawn to. So yeah, since it's such like a low cost of life here, um, you're able to invest more money in your business. So you're yeah, you're able to sort of do more things that you might not be able to do in say Manhattan or San Francisco. Um, but I think there's also a, a feeling of this like how Philly is not a mainstream tech scene. I think that people are attracted to that. And so you're able to stand out here. You're not just one of like a thousand or tens of thousands of startups like you're yeah I've said this before like you're sort of part of something here something that's growing yeah I I mean I love Philly for that reason and um, I really I love all the um, shared working spaces and the co-op offices like Indy Hall um, do you have any favorite co-op workspaces in Philly right now yeah, Indie Hall is really great. They're probably the they're the one thing I knew about the tech scene before I started at Technically Philly. It was like a Philadelphia magazine story. I read about them and I was like fascinated. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're they're a great one. There's one out here. There's a small one out here in West Philly called the Fireworks, which mm-hmm. is nice. This is uh, I live in West Philly, so they're like my local my local ones. But I can't say I've been there in a while. <laughs> Um, have there been any big stories that Technically Philly is focused on that have really excited you recently? Yeah, there's one, there's, um, well, so this is kind of a unorthodox answer, but I recently wrote this story about two guys who use Tinder as like a double, as like a double dating platform. So instead of just being on Tinder, which is like a dating app, where, you know, you swipe and, like, if you like someone and they like you, you get connected. Mm-hmm. They use it as, like, uh, they put a profile of, like, both of them and they said, like, oh, come on a date. Come on a date with us. Like, bring a friend. Let's go on a date. And um, I know it sounds silly, but I guess I it was fun to sort of write about tech in this way that, like, I don't know, dating apps are so prevalent. So it's something that reaches everyone. It's not just, like, a niche thing where a lot of the stuff I write about, um, is targeted towards the tech community. But this is something that could have a bit of, like, a wider reach. Um, right. And, and yeah, it, it's interesting to me to see how, like, technology – I mean, like, stories about how technology are affecting 
us as like a society and like changing how we do things like that's really interesting to me so, have you, yeah. do you know do you know about the podcast startup uh, oh yeah that? yeah I've, I've i've heard like one episode but um i haven't heard too much about it it's i mean, haven't heard really, too much of that too many of the episodes it's great so they're second they're on their second season and they're focusing on a um, women-run startup company um called Dating Ring, which is trying to um, you know, rival Tinder and some of those other dating apps and companies. So it's uh, mm-hmm. pretty interesting. So if you're interested in it, you should totally check it out. The podcast itself is um, very entertaining, really well done. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, is, it is there anything you would like students and especially young girls to know about pursuing is there anything you've learned while you know writing for Technically Philly that you could um, relay to our young women listeners? Yeah, I think maybe more broadly, one which is something. This is one thing I've learned in my job, not just writing about tech. Well, yeah, writing about tech because I didn't know a lot about tech, so I was sort of forced to be the person who didn't know about anything. So like I, I feel like I would ask a ton of what some might say what like some might call stupid questions um because i didn't know things but i had to get i had to get to this point where i could write about them and so i think on the one hand if you had i feel like for young girls and women if it's something that interests you if technology interests you then go for it and don't don't be afraid to like ask stupid questions or to like be seen as stupid i think it's just sort of a rite of passage um, right. There's and, no. There's no yeah. stupid questions. Yeah, and there's no reason. I think I had a lot of pride about. I just, you know, you don't want to seem stupid or sound. You don't want to sound not knowledgeable about things. And there's a certain like image you have of yourself where you're like, oh, I don't want to like look like I don't know. But I think everyone goes through that, and I think we'll be better. We'd all be better to acknowledge. I don't know. To more own that space of like what we don't know. Totally. I mean, you can't know everything, and that's why there are people in different fields who are doing those things. And the only way you'll learn is if you ask. So totally, yeah. And um, if our listeners want to find out more about Technically Silly or read, you know, the articles that you've written, where could they go? Yeah, so you can check out our website, which is uh, technical.ly/philly. So that's just the word technically with a dot in between the L's and slash Philly. And then from there, you can sign up for it. We have like a daily newsletter of all our stories that goes out every day. Um, You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Great. Um, Juliana, thank you so much for talking with us. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no problem. Oh, actually, Marion, I have one more thing I should have shouted out. Um, sure. We also organize. We also organize something called Philly Tech Week, which is a week-long span of events every April, and it's sort of the biggest gathering of tech people uh, like throughout the whole year. And, and yes, yeah, so that just ended, but that's a, another thing that if people are interested in this stuff, they should watch out for Philly Tech Week. Okay, well, thank you so much for having me. Well, Marion, another fantastic interview. Uh, Lindsay is, is so exciting. It makes makes me want to uh, work at work for Disney. That would be such a cool job to be able to just step outside and 
take a break from your computer and your screens and design and, and actually see what what you're creating, see what you what you built and help design. Yeah, talking with Lindsay, it really got me amped up and excited about how um, machines and science, technology, all that works together. And Disney is the epitome of that, right? So Lindsay's talking about how you know you use not only art at Disney, obviously, but in all the planning, the engineering, the math, um, the science that goes into the theme parks and the um, exhibits that they do, all to make this just a magical experience for their guests, and you can feel it. And talking with her, it was it was a magical experience. I was so excited about all the STEM that was going on there. And and maybe I mean just just taking that a step further, if if you're a parent or if you're a teacher and you happen to be with with your kids at at somewhere that is a theme park, whether it's Disney or, or somewhere else, have them just stop and look around and say, okay, I know you see all these things, all these things are built, these rides, these, you know, interactive displays, but what do you think went on behind this? Get your kids to stop and think about all the different people, you know, that, that whole team that makes the project work like she was talking about. Think about all the different types of people that it took to build something that, that you get to experience. Right, and all the disciplines that work together and learn together and learn from each other. Yeah, it's a, it's a great place to really examine teamwork in all of those disciplines. So, so again, uh, Marion, great interview. Um, it was really cool to, to hear, hear about Lindsay, and, I, and I'm sure some of our, our listeners are, are also going to want to work for Disney or wish they could work for Disney. Get, out, get your resume all cleaned up and, and send it in and they say. So, uh, thanks again uh, for my guest host, Marion and Larry. I'm Chris Woods, and thanks for joining us on another special Steamroller segment of the STEM Everyday Podcast. And take a listen to all the other podcasts on remarkablechatter.com, and we'll talk to you again next week. You're listening to this podcast on the SDAC Broadcasting Network. To find more information about this or other podcast shows, please visit RemarkableChatter.com.